T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Sports Radio 610 presents... The Drive with Sterner and Hughley. With the biggest stories of the day, it's the Big Three at Three. Number one. All right, the biggest story uh, today and the biggest story in the sports uh, world and and really even beyond that is is the news we wanted to hear. Uh, the doctors for DeMar Hamlin, uh, the Bills safety, who, uh, who they had to administer CPR on the field as he went into cardiac arrest. Uh, he has been in the University of Cincinnati's medical center since uh, he was taken from the field Monday night in the game between the Bills and the Bengals. His doctors uh, they have they have given an update, and um, boy, this was uh, this was something we really wanted to hear. He's moving his hands and feet, um, and uh, again, appears to be you know neurologically intact uh, to uh, both our exam and our neuro neurology consultants exams. Um, so it appears to be doing well. Um, he is he received one uh, defibrillation and one round of CPR uh, that was on the field. He did not receive a second uh, defibrillation or additional CPR once he was in the ambulance um, or uh, at the hospital. All right, that is from the doctors moving uh, his his hands and his feet also the doctor said he is awake and was able to communicate by writing uh wrote them uh, uh, uh messages he's unable to speak right now because he does have a tube uh, uh down down his throat but clint this uh this is i don't know about you man i i know for me this was something that well i like this one this one got to me more than than maybe any other injury i mean obviously we've never seen anything like that and Boy, I I was waiting and hoping, and this news was so great to hear because, Clint, I'm going to be completely honest. I I thought we saw the worst happen on the field. Yeah. I I thought listening to everybody, listening to Joe Buck, Troy Aikman, seeing the reactions on people's faces, I thought we witnessed the absolute worst that, that could happen. Everything that happened, and I'm like, oh, the, the 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 ambulance is not moving, and they weren't moving with, you know, with with urgency. When you see that out there, you're like, what? The, you know, you don't fear. I fear the absolute worst. Didn't sleep well the first night, and and seeing this this is is just fantastic to see. Yeah, I mean, this is ideal, right? First step. I mean, there's when with him um, starting to communicate, moving limbs, um, you know, asking questions. Um, Hell, just showing signs of life, kind of yes. deal. I mean, that's that's the first step. After I would imagine, like I'm, I'm talking, like I'm, I'm no doctor. I've never been in in his shoes, nor my doctor. But 
you would think that in, in that situation, sedated, not non-responsive kind of deal, vitals are good. Okay, what's next? Well, open your eyes, communicate, move your feet, move your arms. Um, show the other thing. The other thing that's interesting is, you know, they said the first question that he asked was, "Did we win?" And and to me, that's obviously that's a cool that's a cool part of the story. Where I mean, he he really lost his life for nine minutes and and is worried about a damn game, but but not not surprised about by that, but. Um, you know, that shows me that he has the memory of what the heck was going on before he went out. I mean, the whole thing is just, I, I would think if you're step by step by step, I mean, I don't know that it could be any better relative to him coming out of uh, being sedated and, and uh, you know, in that state. This has got to be awesome. It's got to be the, the, I mean, he's got to have aced these particular tests at this point. Yeah, I mean, anybody out there who have uh, kids like Clint and I do, understanding from the point of, like his his mom and pops are able to communicate with their son. They can they can talk to him, and he can communicate back to him. I mean, to imagine where they were two days ago. Yep. And to to be in this space right now where they can have they're able to communicate with their son, and he can communicate back with them is is is, is enormous. And just imagine uh, where they are. Continue. You know, as I said, I'll continue to pray for their family and pray for his recovery and that it, it continues to have uh, even more improvement, as they said, substantial improvement over the last 24 hours. Uh, we hope that continues. But now from that story to the football side of this, which feels, you know, obvi- obviously his health is still the most important thing, no matter what all of this other stuff is, is, is secondary uh, but it does feel you do feel at least a little bit more comfortable speaking about the football part of it now that 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 you hear this great improvement in in, in his uh in his condition right now. AP sources are saying Clint that the NFL will not resume that Bills and Bengals game, and that had a lot of implications in terms of that game particularly had a lot of implications on what uh on what what was going to come about in terms of seating in the AFC. Adam Schefter on ESPN had this to say uh, in terms of what the league could be kicking around, what he's heard the league has been talking about, and what they would do now moving forward since that game is not going to be resumed. Let me present a couple of scenarios that I think are under consideration and discussion, and I think they're a little bit different than a lot of people would have thought. One of them comes compliments of our Matthew Hasselbeck, and I want to credit him. He said, you call the Bengals' bills a tie. Mm -hmm. The number one seed gets the choice of home field throughout the playoffs or the bye. The number two seed gets whatever isn't chosen. So either a bye or Mm -hmm. home field advantage. That would be one scenario that I believe the league has talked about. The other one that I think might be even more viable and more discussed and might be the one that the league enacts before Saturday's game is this. If there is an AFC championship game in the end that involves teams that don't have the same amount of games played, where Monday night's non-result factors into who gets home field advantage, here's what I think the league would do. I think the league would say, we're not going to have any home field advantage this year. We're going to play the conference championship game on a neutral site. All right, so those are the two uh, scenarios that Adam Schefter said has been kicked around with the league on what they're going to do. And he also, Clint, said that that, it, that they expect a decision on that uh, coming pretty pretty soon as, as we approach week 18 that start, actually starts Saturday with the Chiefs 
who's involved in this. To me, man, giving giving the a team a selection of home field or the bye and then allowing the second seed. Like to me that I, that feels that one feels less of a of a realistic thing to do rather than than all right, if any of those three teams are involved, we'll yeah. just go home field we'll just go no home field advantage and do a neutral site. Like yeah. that that to me makes more sense. Yeah, it seems a lot cleaner, right? I mean that's yeah. that's the thing is is I, look, I I don't know that because it's not just going to be. We're talking about the one seed. We're talking about home field advantage. We're talking about uh, a, a bye week, which I think is the biggest ad- advantage in, in in all of pro sports when you talk about winning a championship. Uh, those things are all huge. But don't forget, there's also like there's also other teams involved. Like so, not having an outcome in this ball game also impacts the two and three seed. Could impact the three and four seed. Right, depending on what happens in Week 18, ultimately. So, you know, I, there, there's a which, which by the way, when that does happen, that doesn't just impact that that particular team. It, it would impact the lower seeded teams that either catch the Buffalo Bills or catch the Cincinnati Bengals. Right? If the Cincinnati Bengals were to have lost that ball game, yeah, right, they, they would, would be, be out of contention well, to be the number one seed. They'd be 11 and five right now. That's one game better than guess what? The Chargers. So what if the Chargers would have caught them, right? So I mean, it's one of those where they, there has if they to, don't win the division, the Chargers could catch. Them. If they win the division, they they are the higher who? seed. The Bengals, if they win the division, because the Chargers can't win their division, if the Bengals win their division. Great, now, if, great, great, now, gotcha. now, if the gotcha. but, but the, the thing is, if the Bengals were to lose that game, the division is back on the table because if they lose to Baltimore, Baltimore becomes the champion. And then the Bengals yeah, could well, drop. Yeah, you're right. Baltimore, because I'm looking at it right now, Baltimore's got 10 wins. Cincinnati's got 11. So if, if they would have lost, they, they, they're they one game. So it's Baltimore, not 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 the Chargers. You're, I didn't, I didn't even, I wasn't even thinking divisions. But, yeah, you're right. So the point is, is it impacts multiple teams there. And then it impacts the opponents of whether, where they're going to go play, who they're going to – what kind of – what caliber team are they going to go play. So I I think I think the, the, the cleanest thing to do is, is to coin flip the game. It was early enough in the ball game where you could have seen either team winning. Um, coin flip the ball game so you have an outcome, and then if you still feel the need after week eighteen, if there's still enough gray area to where you feel like Buffalo and Kansas City can't be separated, and, and you have to go, okay, we're going to play at a neutral site. If any of these teams, re- th- then it becomes a little bit more clear if that makes sense. Yeah, see, but I- you got to do something with the game because you, I mean you're impacting. You're, there's six teams impacted. I like. I am okay with that. No contest or tie or whatever. And if the, any of those three teams play in the AFC Championship game, that it is a it's a neutral site. I'm. A, I'm. For me, I'm all right with that. Like I know. I, I know you. I, I just get your thoughts. I'm all. I'm all right. That seems like the fairest situation to me. And then I would also nominate. That NRG Stadium in Houston be potentially that neutral site for the AFC Championship. Well, well, I'll put it to you this way, show. Look, I mean, you got. I mean, think about it: the Ravens, the Jacksonville Jaguars, and right now the New England Patriots. And maybe that's maybe the I'm, I'm, maybe it's the Dolphins. I, I'm not real sure who's still alive and who's not, and how that how it all folds mm-hmm. out at, at the lower half of the AFC AFC playoffs. But like, if you're if you're the two, three, and four seed, you're going to catch like. I mean, I'd much rather catch. Oh yeah, who you gonna play? Yeah, yeah, the two and three seeds. It, it's big because Buffalo and 
Buffalo, whoever it is, if, if it holds right now, Buffalo and, and, and Cincinnati would have to play each other and the Chiefs. And the Chiefs would not have to play right. both of them. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean there's just, it's just the trickle, like it's it's, it's gonna end up impacting it's gonna end up impacting every playoff team in the AFC. Yeah. And so there's gotta be an outcome, right? I would be okay with whatever they decide like you, I'm with you, but you I mean it, you gotta decide some kind of outcome, at least on paper. Yeah, I like I, I think they're gonna lean towards just calling it a no contest or a tie. Whew. And and neutral sided. I think that's it feels like that's where the momentum is going. Uh, so that's the latest. We'll keep an eye on also the re- the updates on Hamlin, if there are any, and on what the NFL is going to do, because we expect to hear that coming out uh, relatively uh, soon. I, hell, the playoffs are, what, two weeks away, so what, that's something we need to probably get an understanding on how they're going to go about it. Big three and three, number two. All right, uh, Andre Johnson, uh, congratulations to him. Second year in a row, he is – uh, been named a Hall of Fame finalist last year. He was a, a top ten finalist, uh, and uh, he has been named a finalist again. Our guy John McClain, who you can hear tomorrow in the four o'clock hour. I am not the show. And that's damn sure uh, for sure. He is uh, presenting Andre again. This was Andre Johnson as he met with the media earlier, uh, talking about to uh, talking about his career and uh, and 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 I think making a case for himself. I never really put too much thought into what everybody else thinks. Um, but, you know, to achieve, have this, you know, achieve this accomplishment, I think it uh, just showed that people did pay attention to the things that I did do. Um, so, you know, it's just, you know, it's out of my control. You know, I, I feel like I've, I've did everything that I've needed to do to, uh, you know, to achieve the accomplishment, and, you know, we'll see what happens. All right, uh, that's uh, we talked to him last year about this. He said he believes he's a Hall of Famer. I think he is too, and I think um, it, it's always numbers here and how things go about. And there are two, I think many people believe, just locks in this class, and that is Darrell Revis, the cornerback. I think he is a lock, and Joe Thomas, the tackle uh, for the Browns for a long time. He is a lock. And then there is... I think Andre Johnson and DeMarcus Ware, are, to me, are in the same boat. He damn sure should be the top uh, wide receiver because there are two other wide receivers who are finalists, and that is Torrey Holt and that is Reggie Wayne. And those guys had Hall of Fame running backs, Hall of Fame quarterbacks, and other Hall of Fame say, wide yeah. receivers <laughs> on the other side, and, uh, yeah. and, 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 and Andre had Owen Daniels. So, I mean, that's uh, there is a difference there and um so he should get in before those two at, at any point but we'll see what happens this time around I, I look I, I agree wholeheartedly man I mean I I think Andre I think he checks every box when it's all um and and then you get to you know what you just said of of the supporting cast in which he was able to still put up monster numbers over over an extended period of time I, I just I don't know how you keep a guy like that out. I don't. I don't know how. I mean, and he's a Hall of Fame dude as well. Um, I just don't know how you. Wide receivers are so weird in in terms of how long, how long some of them have to wait. You know, and, and some of it has to do with the outside stuff well, like To and sure, Chris Carter. Sure, sure. But it, it is a weird. But, thing. but it, like to me, to me, guys that should have to wait are guys that have some kind of outside stuff. Or to your point. Um, have look they they had the best of all worlds right they they had great receivers opposite them they had a great run game they had a hall of fame coach they had a hall of fame quarterback they won super you know that's 
like you could see where it's kind of hard to decipher. Like, was it, was he really a Hall of Famer, or was it a was he a benefit of all the like Andre Johnson? I would I think the thing with Andre is like he the way in which he went about putting up Hall of Fame numbers and putting up a a Hall of Fame career, I think has to be valuable. Like it has to be one of the like one of the deciding factors on why he should get in and others shouldn't or others don't this year. You know, does that make sense? Like just the way in which he did it is to me it, it, it's it just eliminates doubt of whether this guy was was a Hall of Famer or not. All right, we'll keep our eyes open. This is a good sign first uh, for Andre Johnson as he is a finalist uh, for the Hall of Fame. Big three at three, number three. All right, the injury report is out, uh, Clint, and uh, on it, Jimmy Morrissey and Stephen Nelson, back-to-back days. Morrissey with a, uh, a concussion, Stephen Nelson, who has uh, an illness. He missed practice. They did not practice the last two days. Uh, and uh, our, our guy, man, Uncle Roncro. He uh, oh, missed practice. Let me try that one again. What I say? I don't know. I just, I just, I wasn't, I wasn't real, I wasn't real. Uh, I think there impressed. was a, I think Oka there was an R in the Oka beginning. Yeah, I think, I think there was. I think Oka, you did said I say orca? orca. I think you said orca. Oka yeah, like the whale. Oka. Orca. Oka Ronkro. There, there it is. Ah, try that one. They messed Oka. up the back end of that Oka one. Oka Ronkro. Oka. Hey, you know the hell I'm talking. You about. have done so good for so long, man. It's just it's. Oprah. That one's a little bit more challenging. I just, than I just came, I, I've just come to expect a, a, a perfection show, you know. And, Shove it up and, your and, ass. I, I'm no, just saying. <laughs> perfect. Sorry, boss. There's no fresh, perfection. Coming up here, that just was that you right or him? <laughs> fresh, fresh. Oh, but Oko, uh, Oko Ronquo did not practice today. Uh, Philip Dorsett, your guy, was limited in practice with a hamstring. PD. Yeah, and uh, Tigan Catoriano, he was, uh, he was full again. Also, O.J. Howard with a hip was limited. There's well. an easy one, O.J. Howard. There we go. There we go. Yeah, uh, I mean, but look, you, you get you get Philip Dorsett down. Chris Moore was already banged up a bit. What was it, an ankle or something? Just I mean, we set him down. And then you got to look at you got to look at Cooks, man. That calf's got to well, be he's played, up Well, he's practiced today. Yeah, he's but the last I mean, that's, games, all that is practicing. is an opportunity for him to. Oh, I, oh, oh, yeah. oh, trainer. Yeah. I've fallen and I can't get up. Get over here, man. I, I think I need to be inactive this week. So yeah, uh, that is uh, that is the latest. We'll see what happens. They there. still walking through? Or are they practicing? I, don't I know. believe I today was practice. I think it was practice. Yeah, I hope so. I just looked the up there in the bills. The bills were in shells and helmets practicing. Well, I, 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 I hope the Texans are. Yeah, well, I can understand why they. Well, the bills are. No, they're are in. in they're practicing. Oh, the bills are practicing. Yeah, that's oh. what I'm saying. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right, the conversation, the, the, the favorite conversation right now of the Houston sports fan. We'll get into that coming up next. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? 
Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Sports Radio 610 presents The Drive with Sterner and Hughley. This is the first time I've ever seen anybody uh, have negative things about Andre Johnson. Good God. From the uh, trailer wheel and frame text line in the, uh, in the ground, in the dirt. Uh, a. Johnson talked down about his former teammates. No Hall of Fame quarterback. Um, ain't that true? <laughs> ain't, ain't no doubt about it. Seems he accurate. Well, I mean, what, what, he what, is, is that talking down? He could have went a lot harder than that. He's, it, I mean, I mean that person there probably he was probably floored when Clay Aiken came out. I mean, just what? <laughs> what? <laughs> really? Oh my God! I mean, Shaq is tall. <laughs> what? You kidding me? Oh my God, man! Yeah, yeah. Uh, sorry, that's a part of it. I ain't got no use for you. Maybe you thought differently about Matt Schaub. What do you think he should have said? <laughs> you think he should have gone there and start campaigning, camp, campaigning for Matt Schaub's Hall of Fame candidacy? Matt Schaub is somewhere right now throwing a pick six. Oh, that's unnecessary. Yeah, hundred percent it is. Man. I mean, that's I thought we were working on him being a guest. Yeah. <laughs> He led the league in passing yards one year. How about yeah. that? All right. I mean, he's a Hall of Famer. My God, man. Get off, Dre, man. Let that man get in. Hey, all right. I, I... C.J. Stroud and Bryce Young, that is going to be a conversation. And I'm and I'm really, un, I'm really understanding once we hit the combine and a pro day, Will Levis is going to sneak his ass in this conversation as well. But really right now, and for me, I will only accept right now Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud. These two potentially are going to be a selection and a decision that the Texans have to make. And if they take care of business on Sunday, they'll have that full decision to make. Yep. <clears throat> Clint, I, I feel like a lot of people listening right now are going to just jump the gun and not really think this through and just answer this question out of pure emotion. But I want to hear from you because I – got an idea i got a thought but i will i I, i'll lean on you and your expertise in terms of playing quarterback national football league and i I believe as you said you'll put yourself up in in terms of coaching the quarterback position elite elite right there's what you said yep not too many people out there right now today that that are better than you at coaching so i will lean on you on this when it comes to Bryce and C.J. Stroud, who you think is going to be more prepared as they step in day one to the National Football League? And we know C.J. Stroud, Ohio State, is is been coached by Ryan Day, the head coach there. He's been there. They've been very successful in, in college football, and he's been he's been very successful over the last two years. He's been coached by Ryan Day and Bryce Young, as we all know has been coached by former Houston Texans head coach Bill O'Brien. Who do you think is more going to be more prepared as they step in day one uh, in the NFL next year? 
I think it's Bryce. I, I think it's I think it's hands down Bryce. If I'm being honest, I, look, I I think say what you will about you say hands down, hands down, no question about it, Bryce Bryce Young. I mean, I say what you want about Bill O'Brien. He was a head coach in, in the NFL. He's been a an offensive coordinator in the NFL. I mean, he, he's he, dealing with Bill O'Brien. You're dealing with an NFL mind. You're dealing with an NFL guy. Um, in fact, rumors are right now that I've seen swirling around a college landscape is that he's going to bounce and go back to uh, New England as an offensive coordinator. Um, it, you know, we can get off in the weeds on Bill O'Brien's system and how it fit Deshaun and all that kind of jive, but ultimately Bill O'Brien is an NFL um, mind, uh, an, an NFL coach. Uh, you know, and, and I know he's running, Bill O'Brien is running Saban's offense. He's not running the same offense that, that Deshaun ran here, but Bryce Young has been dealing with Bill O'Brien for two years, um, and and I, I I think that I think that coupled with uh, you know that being what we know, whether we like it, love it, or hate it, doesn't matter. We don't, we don't with it. He's he's, that's, dealing, that's, he's dealing with somebody who was a successful head coach right. in the NFL for years. Absolutely, and 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 so on the other side of that, Ryan Day, while he's a great coach, and I'm not minimizing anything that they do. Um, I mean, I think you'd be hard-pressed to find a quarterback that's come out pro-ready. Uh, all of their quarterbacks have mm. a lot of success in his system, and then when they get to the league, uh, they don't end up they, – they haven't ended up. Let me, again, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm just stating the obvious. I'm not being negative about Ryan Day. And the two for him are Fields and the late uh, Haskins. Yes. Um, you know, both of those guys came out and really struggled at the NFL level, and didn't and haven't struggled because of tangibles. Um, I, I mean, I, I'm still of of the belief uh, that that Fields is the second best quarterback to come out that year behind behind Trevor Lawrence. Uh, I, I think over time it we'll, we'll see that. Um, but right now, if we're talking about pro ready, Fields was was absolute money in Ryan Day's system. I've seen specials on Dwayne Haskins watching film with Ryan Day. There's no doubt that they're, they're, that what he does is really good at the, at the college level, and it's very pro-friendly. But we just haven't seen that those quarterbacks translate to the NFL, transition to the NFL um, as quickly as we've seen uh, Alabama quarterbacks transition to the NFL. I, I know Tua struggled a bit, um, but Mac, Mac Jones went immediately into New England and became the starter. Um, I know Jalen Hurts went to Oklahoma, but he but he also he's an he's a he's a uh, an outside the box transfer story that I don't have a problem calling him a, a Crimson Tide player because he was there and won there and uh, put up big numbers there as well. So um, yeah, I, I would I would say I would say Bryce Young is going to be more prepared mentally because of his time with O'Brien. I, I think Bryce Young is going to be. Uh, more, more well-rounded and and prepared because of his that? time with Saban. How important? What part? Is, how important is that? That. And I that think Bryce, by the way, and I think his skill set is going to be is more is 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 apt to to help him deal with adversity level. and play early. Go but ahead. How, how important is that though? That that if the, let's say the Texans have a choice to draft Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud, and as we said, if they take care of business on Sunday, they'll have that choice. How important do you think it is that day one, right away, that the preparation that Bryce Young will potentially have over C.J. Stroud? Like, how how important is that in this in this scenario? Yes. it's huge. It's absolutely huge. I mean, if if you were going somewhere, 
um, you know, kind of like Pat Mahomes did, and you're going to go and you're going to sit. Uh, you know, even if you, if you just know you you got a veteran that, that can start, you got an organization that's healthy and winning ball games, and you're going to sit for half a year or a year or two years, and then you're going to be kind of the heir apparent or the upgrade like Pat Mahomes was. Then, you know, you could, you could to me, you could afford to draft a little bit more on raw talent and depend on on your your organization to develop that guy over, you know, several months or a year or two years. This, you got to get the most pro-ready guy possible here. And I'm talking about the most pro-ready uh, tangibly, intangibly, physically, mentally, emotionally. And, and I I believe that that, without a doubt, hands down, is is Bryce Young. I, I do. I, now, now, look, a lot of it, and this is, again, speaking directly to Cal McNair, a, a lot of it is, like, you got to put the guy in the right system. Like, you got to you, – if, if you want to have playoff success and if you want this team to play at or above their ceiling, you want the quarterback to play at or above his ceiling, you can't make the mistake of doing with this next guy what you did with Deshaun Watson. Like, it just what like, they, they won some ball games. It was all great. It was fun. It was good enough to keep butts in the seat. But ultimately, that was square peg, round hole. Like, Cal, you can't do that again. This has to be – it. they have to fit. They ha- It has to be a fit from personality. Uh, they have to have great chemistry to scheme, uh, to, to how they design plays and call plays. It has to be an absolute perfect fit, man. Yeah, see, as I'm seeing a lot of people on the text line, like, come on, man, what is Bill O'Brien. Listen, Bill O'Brien – Everything you said was was spot on in terms of not getting the absolute best out of Deshaun yeah, Watson. Yeah. But in terms of Bryce Young being able to prepare, being able to be prepared for the next level, Bill O'Brien is going to be an asset in that. Oh, no not, question. Not a not what many of you, which I think are 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 speaking and thinking with your emotion because of your hatred for Bill O'Brien and what he did to this organization, I understand it. But in this case, it's not going to be a negative. Sure, I, I'll tell you, I had I had two dudes in, in well, not, not necessarily two, because one of them was in the league, but, but Joe Ferguson, who had played in the league for 19 years, was my quarterback coach in college. To have that dude there saying, hey, man, this is, this is how it's done at the next level. I did it. I've, 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 in 19 years, I, w- I lived in that world. That is unbelievably powerful in terms of, of preparing a quarterback. For Bill O'Brien to say, hey, man, I've been there. I've lived it. We've, I've, I've, I've been in Super Bowl winning organizations. I've, I've, I've captained my own ship, regardless of what people here may or may not think of Bill O'Brien. That is an unbelievably valuable asset for a young quarterback coming up um, as, as he prepares for the NFL, and, and which is directly to your point. How does he transition? I'm going. I'm going, Bryce Young. All right, Danny Cannell. Uh, a lot to get to with him. A lot happening as the college football uh, championship will be determined coming up on Monday. But Petrino to A and M. Ed, who's he like better, Bryce or CJ at the next level? We'll discuss all of that with Danny Cannell coming up next. Sports Radio 610 presents the Drive with Sterner and Hughley. All right, uh, our guy Danny Cannell, one of the best uh, college football and really football analysts in the business, joins us. Uh, check out Bet Online for a plethora of national championship lines, including the spread, total, 
Uh, first touchdown scored, margin of victory, total touchdowns, player game stats, and much, much more. A lot to get to, Danny. Um, and um, I, I want to start here as we were just talking about Bryce and CJ in the previous segment, Bryce Young, CJ Stroud, uh, as the Texans right now have the number one pick. And if they uh, they go ahead and do their part on Sunday, they'll, they'll clinch that. Who do you think, uh, for you, who do you think is going to be the better pro at the next level, Bryce or CJ? Oh, I love it. I love talking QBs, man. I it's so do. great to talk to you guys. Um, I so if you so here's this is a philosophical thing for me. I cannot stand when players rise through the draft boards after the season is over and they go work out and they do their pro days and t-shirt and shorts and they look like just Greek gods and they throw it 70 yards in the air running the opposite way and they start shooting up the draft boards. And I think Zach Wilson is a good example of that. He had one good year at BYU and I, I just kept looking at him like, are we sure? Are we sure about this? What I like to try to really rely on all the time is to go back and watch a guy's film say, what does this guy do in the sport of football when you're playing the sport of football, when you have pads on, when you're getting tackled, when you have to improvise? And I don't think there's a better player in the past two seasons than what Bryce Young has done consistently. I mean, he has been phenomenal for Bama. And I know you know, he's going to – it's kind of crazy because I think his film is better than Tua and better than Mac Jones, and yet he's not going to win a national championship. Right. And this year he didn't even make the playoffs. I don't think I think the fact that they even were in those games that they lost was a direct result of how well Bryce Young played. So I think Bryce Young should be the number one pick. I think he's the guy that I would go with. But here's what I'm concerned about. And I think CJ Stroud against Georgia, I think he made himself a lot of money. I think he played himself into the conversation for the number one overall pick. His film is good. But it's not great. Now, his film against Georgia was great. Mm -hmm. That was one game. You know, he was phenomenal in that game. And I thought he showcased the scrambling ability that he had in his career. And that's becoming a prerequisite. But here's where, here's where, it's gonna, here's where I think it gets dicey. And this is why I think if you look at some of the odds of who's going to be the number one pick, Bryce Young is not a heavy favorite. He's a favorite at plus 100. But C.J. Stroud is at plus 170, not that far behind. See, uh, Bryce Young, if you put him on a scale, which they're going to do, and they're going to measure him and say, how tall are you? He's listed on Bama's website at 6 feet 180, 184, I think. He's probably going to come in at 5'11 and probably 180. He is – I stood next to him on the field last year in Indianapolis at the championship game, and I was – I was my, my jaw dropped because I was like, oh, my gosh, he's not that big. Like, he's skinny. He's almost like, I don't want to say frail, but I don't know if you guys have ever seen basketball players that are kind of just more wiry and skinnier and they can jump out of the gym. That's kind of the body type that he's got. It's not like he's like even Kyler Murray, who's tiny at 5'10 or 5'9, it's kind of like strongish. Bryce Young is not. So then you've got him, then you've got CJ Stroud, who's 6'3, 215, a little more prototypical, sturdier built. I do wonder if a team is going to talk themselves into a safer play as far as durability goes with C.J. Stroud. And, again, I mentioned C.J. 
like his stats are solid. Like he's had a great year by all accounts. But I think in the bigger games, not this played great against Georgia, which is why we're even having this debate now. But I mean, he threw 41 touchdowns and six interceptions on the season. He was perfectly adequate. But if you go back and look how he played against Michigan, eh, it was okay. Look how he played against Notre Dame, eh, it was okay. Penn State, okay. Like, against the best competition, he didn't play his best until Georgia, which is the reason we're even having this discussion. I would go with Bryce Young, though, to answer your question. Danny, I, I, there's so many questions I got. We're only, we only have a little bit of time, though. I, I, lo- I love the, the, the prototypical pro-style quarterback body versus a smaller frame conversation. I, I, I love the, you know, the, the thought like everybody used to go look for the rifleman back in our day, the guy that can sit there and just rifle it all over the field and just crush the, the, the route tree. And now everybody refers to him as point guards, right? So how do you, how, how does the size factor in there? I think is just a very, a very uh, fascinating question. But, but I, I want to go here with knowing you as a, a former quarterback. I, Cause I, I watch CJ Stroud and I, I watch his game and I go, this is something that that I could do or something that Danny Cannell could do in terms of, of making the throws. He's just bigger and stronger and has a better arm, right? It, it's more in the mold of, of kind of how we came up playing the game of your drops are good, you're, you're firm in the pocket, you transfer your weight, you drive the football, right? Like so, I yep. wa- I watch him I-, I watch him through that lens of like really good old school big arm. When I when I as a former quarterback watch Bryce Young, the things he does in terms of not having his feet set towards his target and just the off platform uh, you know off schedule type throws, and he's throwing a dig accurately down the field. Those are things that that I can't I can't relate to as an older school quarterback pocket passer. Is that you understand where I'm going with that? And do you see oh, totally. do, do you see yeah. that? And how difficult is that for our for our listeners out there? How, how difficult is that to be able to for a guy to be able to do? By the way, I did hear Ron there say, "I'll just step aside and let you be a talk." I did hear that, so we can just have our own little private conversation, <laughs> so we know what we're talking about. Um, I totally get what you're talking about because, like, yeah. I can picture myself doing C.J. Stroud things in that system with the amount of talent that he's got around him, Marvin Harrison Jr. It's not like Bryce Young doesn't have talent around him, but like the fact that I could say I could make most of those throws, that's not a great thing, right? I was a fourth-round pick. I didn't – like and there, if, if C.J. Stroud goes top five, which he most likely will, I'd be like, man, good for him. He made a lot of money, but, man, like why did I drop so low? When I watch <laughs> Bryce Young, I'm like – yeah, this kid, I could never do the things that he's doing. And it's all of it. It really is the total package. And I'll say this, too. He's had some massive moments under tremendous amounts of pressure in, in games. I think, like, the fact that Bama has kind of not been dominating teams. And I'll go back to last year's Iron Bowl. when they needed, And that's in a rival game. They're down. They need a touchdown to send it to overtime, and he drives them 90 yards, and a couple of them were fourth-down conversions in his own territory. Without Jamison Williams? W- exactly, without Jamison Williams. And you're sitting there thinking and, – and if you watch him, it doesn't look like his heart rate gets over 80. Like, he just, he's just cool as could be. I got a comp for him, and I don't know if, I don't know if you remember watching my guy Charlie Ward play. Yep. And Charlie never got the opportunity because it was a different game back then. You know, you needed to be 6'4", 
and he had an option to go to the uh, NBA, which he did, but very similar frame, not your prototypical size, but you mentioned point guard. Charlie was a point guard. He distributed the ball in our uh, system at Florida State, just like Bryce Young does. Now, Bryce Young does it like he distributes the football, but it's in a very creative way. He can do it with his body in different positions. He takes hits and still bounces back, even though he's not the biggest guy. He took some big hits against Tennessee, and he had him right there. He brought him back from 28-7. Like, there was a ton of pivotal plays, and he always stepped up to the moment and had his team in a position to win. So I totally get what you mean. He is a special talent at quarterback, and that's why I think the Texans are going to have to take him. All right, that's, uh, I'm, I'm with you on that. We are This show is team Bryce Young, Danny Cannell with us. Uh, uh, brought to you by, uh, brought to, uh, brought to us by Bet Online. Check out everything they have up there, anywhere from uh, spread total uh, to first touchdown scored margin of victory. They've got everything covered for the national championship game. Before we get uh, uh, who you believe is going to win that game, just real quick, your thoughts about uh, Bobby Petrino coming to A and M as the offensive coordinator? I'll be honest with you, I never thought Jimbo would hire somebody like Bobby Petrino, but I think it's a great sign for A&M. I do too. I think I remember telling you guys that I think one of the scarier things in college football would be if Jimbo brought in an offensive coordinator and just handed him the reins and said, here you go. And I'm sure that Garrett Riley was probably the top choice for everybody. You know, when you look at what he's done at TCU as their offensive coordinator, but maybe it wasn't an option. Maybe maybe Garrett Riley was at a point in his career where he's like, I got a great thing going here at TCU. I don't know if I want to take the risk of going with a strong personality. And then you got Bobby Petrino, who has had a ton of success in his own right. And I get that there's a you know a polarizing past with some controversies, but you cannot deny what he's done as an offensive mind. I think it could be a slam dunk, just like we talked about, but everybody I've talked to is the same kind of and, you know, it's, it's an eyebrow raiser because they're two very strong personalities that have big egos, which is not exclusive just to these two coaches. A lot of football coaches have big egos. I just wonder if Jimbo checks it at the door and says, here you go, and Bobby Petrino says, thank you, all right, I'm going to take it and run it. If that happens, I think it could be a home run. If it doesn't, and this is where it gets a little bit dicey, I think it could be a, combust- a combustible mix. And that's just what I don't know. I think some of it depends on, you know, the, the, the arrangements that's in place. Because I do wonder, in my mind, why this didn't happen a month ago, the first time they spoke. My hunch is it wasn't over money, because Texas A&M can spend with anybody. It probably was over control of the offense. And that feels like Jimbo might have surveyed the landscape, talked to a bunch of people, and then said, all right, well, maybe I go back to Bobby and I give him the control that he was looking for. Like, is that true control, though? Is he really handing over the reins? I don't know. So I think if everybody can check their egos at the door, it could be phenomenal. But I also, there's that, there's that skepticism of, man, how does this work? I'll give an example of another one that was kind of a weird fit that worked phenomenally well was Lane Kiffin and Nick Saban. Mm-hmm. Two different styles. It worked great. You know, it was phenomenal. They won them, you know, totally changed the dynasty, extended the Alabama dynasty. If they can find some sort of working relationship that works, it could be a home run. So that's, I, And I hope it happens. I think it would be a ton of fun to watch Jimbo and Texas A&M turn this thing around with Bobby Trino at the helm. Well, I don't mind conversation. You know, here's the thing is to, to your combustible part, uh, uh, point is if that happens, that's on Jimbo. 
right? I mean, if, right. if, if you hire Bobby Petrino, you know exactly who you're hiring. If you hire Bobby Petrino, tell him you're going to give him the power. Hell, if you hire him at all with any with any thought of not giving him full power, then it's a poor, it's a poor decision. I mean, it, right. it, so I, if it happens, it's on Jimbo, and Jimbo once again is the problem. Real quick, Danny, we got a big game Monday. We obviously aren't going to talk to you again before then. Um, the dogs and the frogs, which by the way, they ought to have t-shirts. They ought to be flying off the racks right now. Yeah. Dogs versus frogs in the natty. Um, you're just you, Danny Cannell. Your top two storylines with this particular game. So I'll give it, I mean, it's really easy. It's quarterback play. You know, how does Max Duggan stack up against Stetson Bennett? I do feel like Max Duggan has to do a lot more in the game to, if TCU wants to win. Stetson Bennett, I think, he, now he is not a game manager, but I feel like he can do less and still win the game. And then I think probably the bigger storyline is the line of scrimmage. Like how does TCU, they stood up and stood the test against Michigan and Sonny Dyke said our players were offended that people didn't think we could go against the big bad boys of the Big Ten. Well, guess what? You got past that test, and now you have to do it again versus a team that's probably even more physically talented on the defensive side of the ball and the offensive side of the ball as far as the line of scrimmage goes. That, to me, are the two biggest storylines of the game. Quarterbacks versus quarterback and line of scrimmage. That's usually what it comes down to. All right, Danny. That's Danny Cannell. Hey, man, we appreciate you joining us, man. Enjoyed right. it as always, brother. Clint, you're the best, man. Ron, good catching up with you. We'll do it again soon. All right. All right, check out Bet Online for a plethora of national championship lines, including the spread, totals, first touchdown scored, margin of victory, total touchdowns, player game stats, all them prop bets, baby, and much, much more. Um, look, I, we just talked a little bit about it. I, I'm absolutely shocked with the response that I'm getting from a portion of uh, of the 12th man of Aggie Nation, if you will, on the uh, my take on Bobby Petrino and, and him heading to – College Station, man. I'll address that uh, next, and I'll see if old Tyler and show agree. We'll do that next. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to At Bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.